Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on v the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is the Pro Football Blitz, hour number two of the program on v the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you live from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Merry Christmas, everybody, on this Saturday, Christmas Eve, in week 16 of the National Football League, keeping an eye on two games that are currently going on right now. Also, we were recapping the Detroit game from earlier in the day, the Detroit Lions falling to the Carolina Panthers, and we threw out a little bit of a pro tip there that we'll go back to here, make it our official pro tip. Of course, you can find nearly 20 a day. They're across all VEASAN shows every hour. You can go to VEASAN.com slash tips for more of those that you can sort by both sport and by show. But we were talking about a uh, a trend that you see come up now and then, certainly year in and year out in the NFL. Doesn't happen every week, but often you will get an underdog that wins the game outright, and the following week they go into the role of the road favorite. That's exactly what happened to the Detroit Lions. They won on the road as underdogs to the New York Jets, and then they were made a road favorite today at Carolina, and that did not work out so well for the Detroit Lions. It typically does not work out well. Uh, better than 60% of the time, I believe, uh, it uh, goes uh, haywire for those teams in the role of a road favorite off of that win as an outright underdog. Uh, the Washington Commanders, they got the score. It was Curtis Samuel. Carson Wentz to Curtis Samuel for the touchdown. They went for uh, the two-point conversion. Nick Bosa sacked Carson Wentz. It remained 30-20. to 20. 
And now San Francisco off of a failed onside kick attempt by the Commanders. I thought was interesting, Mike. Still well over five minutes left in that game. They tried the onside kick that did not work. San Francisco got the ball, and they're now deep into Washington territory, facing a second and seven, up by ten points in that ball game. Uh, we've got games on Christmas Day, Mike. December 25th, we've got three games, kind of the same setup as Thanksgiving, a morning game, a midday game, and a night game. We'll start with the morning game. It will be the Packers at the Dolphins and a brisk 51 degrees in Miami this weekend. You don't hear about that too often. Uh, Green Bay, they are off of, vic- uh, off of a victory on Monday night, winning and covering as seven-and-a-half-point favorites. They moved to six-and-eight on the season, beating the Los Angeles Rams. The Dolphins, they played last Saturday, so two more days of extra rest for Miami than the Packers. The Dolphins, they covered the number, but they lost to the Buffalo Bills 32-29. to You could say it's really a must-win for both of these teams here. Miami is currently in the final wild-card spot in the AFC. Green Bay needs to win out over its final three games to have a shot at the postseason, currently a game-and-a-half out of the final NFC wild card spot. Mike, the Dolphins at home, finally, for the first time in four weeks, they are favored by three and a half, 49 and a half is your total. Yeah, you know, Green Bay has uh, played themselves in a situation because of what's going on in NFC to <laughs> uh, have a chance, right? And uh, Aaron Rodgers even talked about that. Um, I, I like what's going on with the Packers in terms of the communication between the pups and Aaron, because Aaron was elevating himself out of that locker room uh, earlier this year, and that wasn't going well. Uh, now you, you're seeing these younger players come on. They're playing better, more consistent. Uh, at times, lacking, slacking a little bit too, not getting signals. We all saw that uh, recently. Uh, but they are more consistent offensively. Bakhtiari, that injury, though, is significant. I think uh, there could be a matchup uh, issue uh, on up front uh, when you look at the uh, Miami Dolphins and that defense and what they want to do off the edge. So we'll see. Uh, whoever steps up uh, in that role, if they can handle that. Uh, now, the matchup to me in this game is going to be the secondary for Green Bay uh, against what Miami wants to do throwing the football. Uh, we saw recently Miami be exposed a little bit throwing the football. Uh, teams are sitting on break points and, and certain routes, and the timing uh, has been thrown off. And that's what you got to do against a speed offense like this, throw off the timing, throw off a quarterback that really relies on getting rid of the football once he hit a certain step uh, when his drop or certainly a certain distance uh, on the route too. So being disruptive that way, I wonder if the Packers can do that. Joe Barry knows how to do that, certainly from a coordinator standpoint. And if they can do that, I like the points uh, with Green Bay here in this game. Yeah, I do too. And uh, by the way, we failed to update you on the Eagles and the Cowboys. That game all the way to 78 points now, or excuse me, uh, we've got, uh, yes, yeah, 78 points in this. No, no, no. no 68. 68. Gosh, 68 <laughs> points in this, in this ballgame. Um, so many points I can't even yeah. keep up. 34 apiece. Uh, the Dallas wow. Cowboys tie it up on that last drive. Uh, C.D. Lamb once again. So all kinds of scoring going on in both of these games as they are both well over the total. The uh, San Francisco 49ers looking to get another Robbie Gould field goal and make this one 33-20 to with about three minutes left in this ball game. And it looks like a possible interception for Dallas there yeah. of Gardner Minshew. So the Cowboys in business once again looks in, uh, looking like they will be going back on offense here. 
The Dolphins, by the way, are 4-0 this season. Back to the Dolphins and the Packers here. They are 4-0 against teams with a losing record as opposed to 2-5 against teams with a winning record. The Packers are 1-5 against teams with a winning record. Miami, they have converted less than 26% of their third downs over the past four weeks. That ranks 30th in the league. Green Bay ranks 12th in third down defense. Since week nine, the Packers are 7th in the NFL with 2.37 points per draw and they were ranking 26th prior to that. Nearly 74% of the Dolphins' yardage on offense has come via the pass, like you were talking mm-hmm. about, Mike. That is third in the league. The Packers are second in the league for fewest passing yards allowed on defense. Uh, over 44% of the yardage allowed by the Packers' defense has come via rushing. That's the highest rate in the league. But Miami, 27th in the league for rushing yards gained on offense. We'll see what Raheem Mostert can do here this week. The Dolphins are 0-4 against the spread when coming off of three straight road games and also four. 4-0, or excuse me, 0-4 against the spread when coming off of three losses exact. Uh, Packers head coach Matt LaFleur, 12-1 straight up in games played over the last four weeks of the regular season. He's 10-5 against the number as a road underdog, and my numbers all came towards Green Bay here. I had Dolphins minus 2, Dolphins minus 1.5, and, and Packers minus 2. I'm with you with the Packers catching four points. It's down to 3.5 uh, just about everywhere here in Las Vegas, but I believe there's still some fours out there. Yeah, um, I was looking to see if I could find one of those too, um, but no, this game is very, very interesting. I, you know, I, I didn't know if the number was going to change because of what happened today, and maybe that has some influence on some betters. I mean, uh, you, you throw in the added motivation there for Green Bay um, to to go on the road here. Now, I'm not suggesting. I, I mean, Miami. There's so many ways that Miami could win this game. Uh, you know, the running game if that gets gets revved up. Uh, Green Bay is not very good stopping the run, and we know that. And so if all their attention is trying to stop two on that offense and throwing the football, okay, now you're exposed Green Bay uh, and, and running the football. Now I think uh, what Green Bay has for them in their favor and why I like the points is offensively Aaron can get to so many different places with the ball. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's going to be difficult uh, for Miami to defend uh, at times in this game and, and opportunities for Green Bay to score too. Uh, so if they can hold up uh, Bakhtiari, that situation with his abdomen, and uh, he's probably not going to go. If they can hold up on the edges against Chubb and, and all these other guys, then, uh, then uh, yeah, I like the points with Green Bay. Well, you know, I think you bring up a good point about Rodgers being able to go so many different directions with yeah. the ball. We know he's got a great running game. We saw mm-hmm. that running game on display on Monday night, both uh, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones getting it done over the Los Angeles Rams and a poor rushing defense for the Miami Dolphins, a poor defense in general, and Rodgers building better and better rapport with his wide receivers every game. Randall Cobb got back Mm -hmm. in action on Monday night. You know what he's got with Christian Watson. Romeo Dobbs is now healthy again. Uh, And You know, I would expect... It's easy, I think, to fall into the trap of how poor Miami has been, especially in two out of their last three games. Now, they looked vastly improved in the snow game there with the Buffalo Bills, but I just don't think this team is really as good as they started out to be uh, at the beginning of the season. And I think uh, teams are starting to figure out Mike McDaniel and his Mm -hmm. tendencies. And and you mentioned it, uh, you know, they're throwing off the timing of Tua. And I, I think the Packers will be able to hang close in this game. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they won outright, but I think four is too many. Yeah, I agree with that. Totally agree with that. And 
uh, you know, Miami, they could shock everybody and start running the football. I mean, McDaniel has been the run he coordinator. Should, they should be doing I, that, right? But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they just stick with what got them this far. But understanding that the league has caught up to them, and like you mentioned, the tendencies and everything that they like to do and what they're comfortable with, uh, teams are now sitting on. Uh, and ready for. So we'll see what the adjustments could be here for Miami. But uh, that secondary has to hold up for Green Bay, uh, which I think they can with, with Coach Barry. And then certainly uh, the output or the production offensively needs to be there as well for, for those point situations that I like in this game. Uh, just about two minutes and change left in Arlington, Texas. The Dallas Cowboys do take advantage of that turnover and convert it into three points. So they now have the lead over the Philadelphia Eagles, 37-34. Again, just uh, over about two uh, about two minutes and 15 seconds left in the fourth quarter there in Dallas. And then San Francisco, they uh, opt not to try the field goal and actually <laughs> go for it. They get it, and then Christian McCaffrey runs it in for a touchdown to make it 37 Seven to twenty in favor of the 49ers. Washington back on offense with two minutes left to go in that game. And Mike, this is very surprising to me what we're seeing out of San Francisco today. We we know how good their defense is, yeah. but boy, 37 points up on the board. They've covered the total by themselves. Yeah, I mean history with Shanahan family in that organization that he's playing against. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we're, no, we're not kicking a field goal. Let's, let's throw the ball Sticking in. it to uh, the Snyder family there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, Purdy uh, overcoming, you know, the ball, the situation in his game. Uh, just a, an average game, though. I mean, you look at it, the stats, right, from a quarterbacking standpoint, 15 of 22, 234 yards. I mean, it, it really is all about Kyle and what he's doing with this offense, though. Uh, and Purdy executing uh, at the level that he needs to right now. And you can lean on that defense, too. Oh, sure. I mean, this defense is so good. It's historic, really. They're on a historic pace uh, and what they're doing defensively this year. Yeah, I think it's the first game here in a while that they've given up more than 17 points Mm -hmm. uh, to the Washington Commanders of all teams. We'll update you on those games, get back to the recaps as well as we roll on here on the Pro Football Blitz. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's really good? Creighton, you know, watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. 
All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back, everybody. This segment of the Pro Football Blitz is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction you're looking for, but Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. It's made up of six simple ingredients, and it is completely tobacco leaf-free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store near you at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com today. Well, the San Francisco 49ers and the Washington Commanders winding down, and it is indeed now a final. Washington comes up short there by 17 points. San Francisco wins and gets the cover. The game sails over the total, 37-20, to 20, your final. The 49ers have won eight games in a row, Mike. Yeah, they are on the roll. I mean, just identifying how they're getting healthy, too, and you know, getting Christian McCaffrey uh, was a big move. They're doing this without Debo. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when Debo comes back uh, from his injuries, too, now they just get more powerful, obviously. And uh, the decision point, too, between uh, Purdy and, um, and Garoppolo, right? You wonder what that's going to be like. Yeah, uh, very interesting. Forward, Garoppolo right? could be back, yeah. you know, in, in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, they are on the roll. I think they're highly confident. You know, and the schedule, too, has played out in their favor a, a little bit here. Uh, when when you're trying to get on a roll, one of the hottest teams in the league right now, a lot of people, that roster just profiles for a Super Bowl appearance. Uh, and that was with Trey Lance at right. the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. right? And uh, Right now, just, it looks like it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. Yeah, right, right. You know? I mean, the roster is 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 loaded. I mean, and they're deep. Uh, you know, when you going back through roster evaluations, you know, high 30s into the 40s in terms of personnel. I mean, John Lynch has done a great, great job of building that team and 
uh, and certainly uh, uh, the multiple options that they have offensively, uh, yeah, it makes them, makes them one of those Super Bowl candidates right now. The Dallas Cowboys are in a fourth-and-goal situation with a minute 43 left in this ballgame. They are winning by three points, and absolutely the spread is in question. Uh, still the game, as far as an outright winner, is in question, but Dallas certainly in control. It was a Miles Sanders fumble the last time Philadelphia had the ball that gave Dallas the ball back just after getting that field goal to make it 37-34. to uh, Philadelphia now having to burn timeouts. A minute 43 left in this game and Dallas, I imagine Mike is going to have to kick a field goal here. I don't think you can go for it. Do you want to go for it here on fourth and goal? Uh, if you come up short, obviously the Eagles only yeah. need a field goal to tie it. If you score a touchdown, it probably puts the game away. Yeah, put the game away. I mean, I, I think if you are the head coach of the Cowboys, you're looking to put the game away perhaps. Uh, you're at home. You know, uh, a field goal, it, it, Philly still gets the ball back, a possession, right? So, uh, I think it's more about possessions here for Cowboys, and but it looks like they're not going to go for it. I mean, to me, yeah, I, I don't know. This one, this was one of those situations where you maybe take a penalty and then you kick a field goal. It's still one possession though. Yeah, and it looks like they're just trying to draw Philadelphia yeah. offsides. Uh, I imagine they will kick a field goal to make it a six-point game, and then obviously Philly can win it going the other way. They will be out of timeouts. They do have one timeout mm -hmm. left. One timeout, a minute 44. They put a second back on the clock. So Philadelphia, one timeout, a minute 44 left in the game. We're going to have a field goal attempt here by Dallas and Brett Maher. If he makes it, it'll make a six-point game. Philadelphia would need to go the other way, uh, 85, 75 yards whatever it is, uh, and kick the extra point to win this one by a point. Yeah, enough time on the, on the clock, too, from a two-minute standpoint because uh, the Eagles have one timeout. I mean, I can't tell you how many times in practice that's the scenario. Uh, we got the ball on our own 35-yard line. You got 120 on the clock and one timeout. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is something that, as an offense, we rehearse repeatedly. This is part of – uh, something that we get used to. Like you don't have two timeouts or three timeouts when you're rehearsing two minute in practice. You normally have one timeout because uh, you want the team to be under the gun here. And But, you know, it's different too. You got to score a touchdown. But uh, they got some playmakers. You got a, a guy like Gardner Minshew who's mobile enough in the pocket too that can move around. So, uh, we'll see what happens here in the remaining time on the clock. The spread certainly in play as well for yeah. Dallas and Eagle backers. Dallas closed as four-point favorites. Uh, the total is long gone over the total at now 74 points in total as Dallas does convert that short field goal there. 40-34, to 34, a minute 41 now left on the clock. Three seconds come off with that field goal attempt. Dallas will kick it back to Philly. We'll see what they do here as far as uh, kicking it into the end zone or if they're going to kick it short and try and burn more time off the clock. But Philadelphia will have plenty of time to get this in the end zone and possibly win this game. Uh, Mike, let's go back to the recaps here. The Cincinnati Bengals on the road for the second straight week in uh, New England to take on the Patriots. And Cincinnati, they received the kickoff, and they went right down the field on their opening drive, and it ended with a Joe Burrow to T. Higgins nine-yard touchdown pass. Extra point was no good, and it was 6 to nothing Bengals early. The Bengals came right back with five and a half minutes left in the first quarter. Joe Burrow to Trenton Irwin from nine yards out. The two-point conversion was no good, and it was 12 to nothing. 
Cincinnati. And then make it 15 straight unanswered points to begin the game as Evan McPherson knocked home a 28-yard field goal in the second quarter. And it was New England being totally dominated at home uh, in the first half. It was Burrow to Trenton Irwin again with 14 seconds left in the quarter. And it was 22-0 Bengals at halftime. Cincinnati had 303 yards of offense in the first half. The Patriots had only run 17 plays. It was 22 first downs for the Bengals to just three for New England. And then late third quarter, pa- uh, Patriots finally got on the board. Marcus Jones intercepted Joe Burrow and took it back the other way for a pick six. Extra point was no good. 22-6 to six in favor of the Bengals. Early fourth quarter, Mac Jones to Kendrick Bourne from five yards out. Two-point attempt fails. 22-12 to 12 in favor of Cincinnati. Six minutes left in the game. Mac Jones for the end zone from 40 yards out. It bounces off of his target's hands and into the arms of Jacoby Myers. Touchdown Patriots. Extra point. Once again, no good. It was a four-point game, and if you had the Patriots catching three, you were really pounding your fist at this point. 22-18 to 18 in favor of the Bengals. Really similar to last week, uh, Bengals, where they were down 17 to nothing to Tampa Bay and then scored 34 unanswered points on the Buccaneers. The Patriots had scored 18 unanswered points in the second half today against Cincinnati, and they had their chance late to win this one, but Ramondre Stevenson fumbles on first and goal from the same uh, seven-yard line of Cincinnati, and that was your ball game right there. The Bengals hang on 22-18. to 18. Bengals covers three-point road favorites. Game stays under the total. Cincinnati moves to 11-4 and four and atop the A. Uh, AFC North division with its seventh win in a row. New England falls to seven and eight, and they have lost four out of their last five. It was all the failed points after touchdown for New Mm -hmm. England today. Two extra points and one two-point conversion that was the difference in this game. Yeah, I was shocked that they actually got back in it, too, though. I mean, but turnovers. They were dominated. Dominated in that first half. I'm like, okay, what are they going to adjust to, right? (laughs) uh, But mistakes, you know, and, and that's what happens in these games a lot of times. And um, whether Burrow, the interceptions, and then, you know, you certainly get some momentum generated. Uh, and then mistakes on the other side, too, from the Patriots. Repeated mistakes, though. Uh, Ramonde Stevenson, you know, the carryover, I don't know. He dropped a couple passes and stuff. But um, from last week, you know, the disappointment of that game, too, and the carryover effect of that. Uh, I, I don't – that's what I'm – earlier we were talking about confidence and, and – Gosh, as young players, you, you have to maintain it, uh, and certainly ball security with a chance uh, right there uh, at home, not only uh, to make things interesting in this game for Cincy, uh, but you fought that hard to get back into this game, and uh, you can't turn the ball over inside, uh, you know, deep in territory in which you have a chance to score a touchdown, right? Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, the missed extra points are one thing, and that goes back to maybe the little things slipping for uh, a coach Belichick team, uh, whether it was the lack of awareness and you're throwing the ball around, even though you got overtime or, or okay, attention to detail and extra points and, and failed two point conversions and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, those points right there, are the difference in the game in this one. Well, it is interesting to look ahead to week 17 in the NFL. Next up for the Cincinnati Bengals, they will return home, and I believe this is going to be Sunday night football Mm -hmm. and a heck of a marquee matchup. The Buffalo Bills coming to town, and right now the early line is the Buffalo Bills favored by two and a half. I believe that was the look-ahead line from last week. Bills minus two and a half at Cincinnati. Uh, It ought to be a whale of a game, and a lot of people thought uh, that today was a possible slip-up spot 
spot for Cincinnati, possibly looking ahead to next week against Buffalo. Yeah, you know, they don't profile to slip up, you know, because they're still young, I think. Uh, but this one is a big pressured game, though, because it's potentially number one seed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is going to have pressure involved. Uh, and so, you know, do teams have a, a panicky gene? Like, I mean, Chase with the turnover late in the game. I mean, they got to clean that up. They Certainly the Cincinnati Bengals, those are coaching points that they're going to have to clean up and focus in on. But they should be able to do that because they're of the opponent. Uh, and then what's at stake? And so this team played in the Super Bowl last year. I don't know if they're going to succumb to pressure. This ought to be a great game. It should be. And the Miami Dolphins are on the road at New England next up for the Patriots as their season continues to look more and more like it is going to miss the playoffs for Bill Belichick and company. Miami, an early two-and-a-half-point favorite there. The Philadelphia Eagles knocking on the door trying to win this one, currently trailing by six. We'll update you on the other side. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook and gear up because it's college bowl season. Log into Bet Rivers every single game day and receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect college game day experience. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action. It's a whole new game. Well, the game is over, Mr. Pritchard. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys get it done 40-34 to 34 over the Philadelphia Eagles. The Jalen Hurts-less Philadelphia Eagles, of course, out of this game with a shoulder injury. But Garter Minshew, certainly impressive in replacing Hurts for the injured shoulder today. Uh, but he comes up short on the final drive, facing fourth and 10 there from about the 18-yard line or so of Dallas. They certainly had a chance. Uh, pass rush came on pretty thick for the Cowboys. He was able to get a pass off and did have have A.J. Brown in the area, but it sails over his head, and Dallas hangs on 40-34, to your final. Uh, they win and cover as four-point favorites at home today, and both favorites in the late window here on Saturday cover the number with the San Francisco 49ers getting past the Washington Commanders 37-20. to Yeah, good game right there. Uh, number one seed, you just saw the Eagles still fighting for that uh, situation. They're still going to have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, secure it. Minnesota's still alive? Yeah, yeah. With San Francisco winning, uh, certainly the division, uh, you know, you're thinking about the wild cards now for Dallas, too. They'll be uh, the number one wild card right. situation. So that's already uh, been settled, too. So down the stretch with two games left, you wonder how these teams are going to function that way. I mean, I, the Eagles, they want number one seed, right? Yes. Uh, and so, uh, you know, with the, with the 49ers doing what they're doing, playing very well, too. So uh, that situation gets inter- interesting uh, from a betting perspective with what the Eagles want to do and how quickly they can get Jalen Hurts back. But I thought Gardner did okay. Uh, some mistakes out there that you would love to not see, uh, and that carried over to other players, too. Uh, but a solid game, though. And, and Dallas, I mean, depending on where you bet this game uh, initially, yeah, uh, you could have been okay with the Eagles. It was really all over the place. Yeah. I think I saw as high as six and a half in favor of Dallas. Of course, that was a winner today if mm-hmm. you had that one with Philadelphia. And, uh, of course, uh, prior to kickoff, it closed as low as four. It really yeah. was kind of all over the board with the Jalen Hurts news going back and forth 
all week. All right, back into the recaps here. The Bills at the Bears, single-digit temperatures at Soldier Field, but it didn't slow down these offenses early on one bit. The Bears got the ball first. They marched down the field on Buffalo. Justin Fields for six yards to Dante Pettis, and it was 7 to nothing. Chicago. Josh Allen and the Bills came back the other way. Allen to Gabriel Davis for a 19-yard score. Extra point was no good. That was really the theme of the day. No good on the <laughs> extra point. 7-6 to six in favor of Chicago. Then they intercepted Allen in the end zone early second quarter, returned it all the way to their own 35-yard line. They were able to turn that into a field goal to make it 10-6 Bears late second quarter. Then with 52 seconds left in the first half, Buffalo missed a field goal, and the Bears were out in front. 10-6 at the break. Bills get the ball uh, first in the second half, and they would score quickly. Devin Singletary runs it in from 30 yards out. Two-point attempt is good, and with just under 11 minutes left in the third quarter, it was 14-10 Buffalo. Then it was James Cook's turn. He uh, takes a handoff from Josh Allen, 27 yards to the house, and it was 21-10 Buffalo. Early fourth quarter, Josh Allen throws his second interception of the afternoon. Chicago was on offense on the Bills' 18-yard line, but only could get a field goal, 21-30. 13 Bills. Buffalo would then add a Josh Allen and a Dawson Knox touchdown later in the fourth quarter, giving Buffalo not only the win, but the cover as eight and a half point road favorites. 35 to 13, your final. The Bills clinch the AFC East division for the third year in a row. They are 12 and three now on the season. Game goes over the total. And at three and 12, the Chicago Bears, Mike, have now lost eight games in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Fields. I mean, didn't see him turn this game into a Pop Warner type of game against that opponent, right? I mean, uh, that's what he would have to do all, all the time, certainly if you're looking for Chicago to win at this point. Clearly, uh, Chicago needs better players and more players around Justin Fields, and, and they'll do that. Um, but, yeah, the Bills, no letdown here. What the Bills have been through, too, all year long, mentally, I think, could be taxing, uh, but it hasn't been. The, the travel situations and – uh, you know, changing of venues because of weather and all this stuff, and and they're they're okay. They're they're hitting their stride right now. Uh, they have that physical component too, offensively running the football. Uh, Josh Allen again is fantastic, and and his playmaking ability too. Right, uh, he's got to eliminate those mistakes though. I mean, he still uh, sometimes makes you frustrated there, but um, this team is just rounding into shape. And as the AFC East divisional champions. Uh, number one seed is a focus, too. Uh, big game coming up against Cincinnati. But this again, this team is starting to hit its stride, I believe, uh, and playing very, very confident football. Yeah, it'll be a very interesting game against Cincinnati. Buffalo's probably trying to make a statement, you know, that, hey, this year is our year. Yeah. Uh, last year was your year, Cincinnati, but we're the boss this year. And, of course, Cincinnati will be a home underdog. Uh, that'll be a role that will be interesting to see how they respond to as well. All right, the Texans at the Titans. And this game did not start until 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern due to power outages in the Nashville, Tennessee area. But after that, nothing had really changed. It was Derrick Henry rushing. <laughs> the football against the against the Houston Texans. He had 55 yards and a touchdown, uh, 48 of those yards coming on a touchdown run to make it 7 to nothing. Titans with just under nine minutes left in the first quarter. Davis Mills then tried to run it in for the Texans on third and goal, and he fumbled, but it got recover, uh, recovered by Rex Burkhead, and we had a tie ball game at seven apiece. Then Houston took a 10-7 to lead with a field goal with less than seven minutes to go in the half, and that is how we would go to the locker room. Texans in the lead is three points underdogs 10 to 7 
after 30 minutes of football. Malik Willis then gave Tennessee the lead again when he rambled in from 14 yards out. It was 14-10 Titans with nine minutes left in the third quarter. The Titans then intercepted Davis Mills, but Houston forced them to turn it over on downs. Texans added a field goal to make it 14-13, and then a Davis Mills to Brandon Cook's six-yard touchdown pass made it 19-14. Two-point attempt, guess what? No good. And that was it. The Titans blew a number of chances and opportunities late in this game. They were leading 14-10 early in the fourth quarter. Derrick Henry with a very costly fumble. They couldn't take advantage of that Mills interception. 19-14 is your final. Tennessee has now dropped five games in a row. They're 7-8, and eight, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are now in first place in the AFC South by way of the tiebreaker. Houston moves to 2-12-1 on the season, and the game stays under the total. The uh, Tennessee Titans are in real trouble here. Yeah, the slide continues in, you know, identifying things at the top and because everybody had scratched their head moment when they fired their GM. And, mm-hmm. uh, okay, power struggle, who knows what's going on. A lot of stuff underneath the surface, the, the downing uh, saga – I think is hovering too. Um, but, you know, Tannehill going down and getting hurt, uh, no real weapon on the outside. The rookie receiver, Burks, hasn't pan out. Well, he certainly wasn't going to replace A.J. Brown. Uh, well, and he's been concussed level. a couple games too. Right, right. Not to that level at all. And, um, you know, Vrabel did a lot last year with less, right? Um, and that he won coach of the year. But this year it's been different, uh, I think, uh, the writing's on the wall in terms of that organization moving forward. Uh, Super Bowl window's done, right? Um, but on the other side, the Houston Texans, have they have been competitive. I didn't bet this game. I should have. Uh, you know, the Texans have been competitive in that division. Uh, but the way that they play, though, against the Titans, the, the amount of yards that they yielded uh, in, in the past – the way Coach Lovey Smith is coaching, nothing was favorable for me uh, looking at the Texans that way. And uh, but no, I mean they get the upset here. But more more about the Titans and and the slide uh, that began several weeks ago. Yeah, I, I bet the Titans. Mm-hmm. It's like who better to snap a four-game losing streak than, right. than against the Tennessee or excuse me than the, against the Houston Texans? And this has been Derrick Henry's punching bag. Yep. The last four times, he's basically averaging 225 yards rushing with two touchdowns, and it looked like it was going to start out that way again today mm-hmm. when he rambled for 48 yards to start this game. But, uh, boy, Tennessee, <laughs> they just they just find – they're finding ways to, to mess it up. They've had yeah. chances in a lot of these losses in five in a row now. They were leading in the fourth quarter today, and uh, they just found a way to foul it up once again. Next week, it gets pretty interesting. Now, the Cowboys will visit the Tennessee Titans. That's Thursday night football mm-hmm. in Nashville. The Cowboys will certainly be a road favorite in that one. Uh, the Jaguars are at the Texans. And, of course, the Texans beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville earlier this season. So a little revenge on the mind of the Jacksonville Jaguars. These are these are the hottest two teams right. in the uh, AFC South right now, <laughs> the Texans and the Jaguars. How about that? How about that? Yeah. I mean, what's the number on that? Uh, I'll see if I can find okay. that um, one because, for you. Yeah, that, right now, the look-ahead line was Jacksonville minus four and a half. Okay. I mean, they are playing solid, but... Um, Tennessee, it's they took KC to overtime. Yep. They they took Dallas down to the wire at yep. the last minute, So yep. and then they beat Tennessee. Yeah, two hot teams right now. And Well, I wouldn't say... Well, I guess they are hot because they're winning, right? Or the, the Texans Almost won. winning is hot Almost for Houston. Winning. Okay. <laughs> is it bettable, though, right? I mean... This game is bettable to me. I mean, uh, early lean right now uh, from what I've watched and what I've seen with Jacksonville. 
uh, I, I could see that team. I, I lean that way now. I mean, the Texans uh, are fortunate. Um, I don't think Jacksonville will play down uh, initially. My initial thoughts to see Jacksonville play down uh, to where the Texans are, though, even though the Texans are feisty. They are. They are. Hats off to them for getting the victory today over the Tennessee Titans, 19-14. to Back with more in a moment. We're going to preview the Sunday night game coming up. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. College Bowl season is here, and VSIN has you covered. We have picks, spreads, and totals for every single bowl game. Head to VSIN.com and check out all of our bowl betting coverage. While you're there, now's a great time to become a VSIN Pro subscriber. Just $79, and you get access to everything we do from now through the big dance in March. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you. And uh, I'll do a little pro tip for this hour to begin with. Of course, VEASAN pro tips. You get one, about 20 of them per day, one every hour across all shows. And you can go to VEASAN.com slash pro tips for all of that archive information. And certainly some very good pro tips since we really kicked off this campaign 
And I have one for you, Mr. Pritchard. Okay. I, I noticed your first reaction was uh, going with the road favorite Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> at Houston. And I would just warn that I think when you're talking about division games, mm-hmm. I would probably, again, as a pro tip advice, your first look might want to be to the home underdog in a division game. I think road favorites, first of all, are scary in the NFL to begin with. But when you put it inside the same division, I I think it becomes even more dangerous territory. Okay. Like, I mean. Because, you know, again, the familiarity with the opponent. mm -hmm. Division games, you know, we see them tend to go under the total. They're played a little closer to the vest. Right. That type of thing. And, And I know it's easy to look at the Jacksonville Jaguars and the role that they've been on and, and they're playing the Houston Texans. But again, uh, I think division games, and you know this as a former player too, it, it, it's a little bit different. It counts like a game and a half. And yeah. I think uh, that home underdog is probably that much more motivated in this case. And uh, Houston, you know, they got a win and, and they can kind of, you know, end the season on a good note with another one. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's all valid. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I, I totally understand that. I mean, divisional games, second time around, you're playing somebody, familiar opponents, and it goes into the tendencies across the field. Hey, I know what that guy's doing. I know uh, I, they can't be too different, right? They, they can't fool me with stuff. I, I got to have a uh, – uh, certainly you're going to have a good week of practice and the preparation and everything. But, you know, the, the Texans playing Malik Willis and, and the Titans – uh, and being competitive, and they have been competitive in that division for the last two years. Um, and, and maybe that division has come down a little bit. But uh, when I'm wa- watching from Jacksonville, when they're certainly capable of making their fair share of mistakes too, mm-hmm. uh, but they seem to overcome them. Um, you know, and, and the way that Trevor Lawrence is playing too, I think he's playing the best at that position right now. He's doing great. Yeah, yeah. he's doing really good. And, and I, mean, I love to see it. Yeah, and Evan Ingram is, I mean, they, they have some weapons over there uh, that are starting to play more confident. So my initial lean was that, but certainly heeding your advice here and being careful about the divisional uh, aspect of this game, though. Well, I, I, and I, I'm not going to say that after you dive into your full handicap of the game and you mm-hmm. go through your entire process, you're not going to land on Jacksonville. Yeah. I'm just saying I think your first reaction when you have a division game like that is probably should be looking at the home dog first and breaking that down before you start, you know, siding with the road favorite in mm-hmm. your initial, you know, thought process. Yeah. I, I would start with the dog, the home dog, home division dog, and go from there okay. rather yep. than the other way around. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. Absolutely. All right, let's get to the game. They call it Sunday night football, but in this case, it is Christmas Eve, Saturday night football. The Las Vegas Raiders visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers in a very sad and ironic turn of events prior to this game, of course. Uh, Hall of Fame running back Franco Harris going to have his jersey retired this evening, being it is the 50th anniversary of his historic catch, forever labeled as the Immaculate Reception. And then, of course, in the middle of the night earlier this week on Tuesday, Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning, Franco Harris passes away at the age of 72. But the Steelers march on in hopes of preserving another non-losing season for their head coach, Mike Tomlin. They have won three of their past four games. They are 6-8 and eight on the year with three games left to play. The Raiders are yet to be eliminated from the playoffs thanks to last week's improbable finish over the New England Patriots. Las Vegas also at 6-8. and eight. They have won four out of their last five games and Mike, Pittsburgh has been a short favorite here all week. The numbers kind of danced around between two all the way up to three, two and a half. Currently, we are at Steelers laying two points at home with a total of 38. 
Yeah, I mean, it starts with uh, emotion in this game. I mean, certainly uh, the energy in the building is going to be elevated. Uh, I don't even know where to how to quantify what the energy is going to be like, uh, certainly to start at a football game. Um, but these young players uh, for the Steelers, because I've been asked this question all, all week long, really, uh, in regards to how the players are going to react to it, right, and the situation with Franco and um, – you know, I think the Steelers play with emotion all the time because of her, who their head coach is. I agree. Mike yeah. Tomlin, I mean, he's a, he's a guy that gets you fired up and gets you ready emotionally uh, and mentally uh, before a game, obviously. So uh, I don't know if it's going to be too different for the Steelers using emotion, but the energy that the Raiders are going to have to match inside that building and, and what you have to do on the road and – and in all those kind of things, that's where I want – that's where my focus is right now for the Raiders. Can they execute? You know, they run the ball very well. They got the leading rusher and Josh Jacobs. Uh, they have something to play for. They're motivated. They're going to be physical, block out the elements. Uh, you know, Max Crosby on the other side has been incredible. But the matchup, too, for me, is if the Steelers can force the Raiders to throw the ball when they don't want to. And now you have Highsmith and, and T.J. Watt. To deal with and that can be difficult troublesome for the Raiders uh, I believe in this game but I, I think the Raiders are so balanced and they have so many things that they can get to offensively uh, and then the Steelers they just don't score a lot of points right mm -hmm. uh, not for my comfort level so I think Kenny Pickett only has four touchdown yeah. passes I mean he's, he's averaging less than half a touchdown pass per game that he right, started right and Matt Canada as a, a play caller is so conservative too so we'll, we'll see I mean can the, can the emotion of this situation, the rivalry, the history of this game, the alumni, I mean, everybody is involved in this game because this game goes back 50 years, right? Mm -hmm. These two franchises are so storied. If you factor in the 70s and on, on up to now, I mean, uh, so much history in this game. It's fantastic that we have it. But I, I do like the Raiders, you know, from a teaser standpoint and certainly catching the points here. All right. Well, this is interesting. We've been tracking this for weeks, and maybe this can uh, apply to those of you that are looking to do some in-game wagering. Uh, the Steelers are 6-0 and in games in which they score first, and they're 0-8 and in games when their opponent scores first. Mm. So uh, wow. whoever scores first here may tell you the fate of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, since their Week 9 bye, the Steelers have converted nearly 55% of their third downs. That is second best in the league. They are averaging over 144 yards rushing uh, per game over their past seven games, and that was after rushing for less than 88 yards per game prior to that. Uh, but the Raiders, they have been defending the run very well prior to just last week's game against New England. And Las Vegas was allowing just 3.1 yards per carry over its last four games. On the road this season, they're allowing just 3.7 yards per carry. Pittsburgh on the season averaging 4.1 yards per carry. Raiders average five yards per carry on the ground. And the Steelers' defense is allowing 4.1 yards per carry on average. Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin, 2-5 and five straight up, 1-6 and six against the spread when facing the Raiders. Derek Carr, 2-1 and one straight up, 3-0 and oh against the number versus the Steelers. And Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels, when he was with New England, 5-1 and one straight up, 3-1-2 and two against the number against Pittsburgh. Steelers rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett, 3-0 and oh straight up and against the spread against teams with a record below 500, which, of course, the Raiders have. He has beaten the Saints, the Falcons, and the Colts this season. Uh, my numbers in this one might come to Steelers minus one, Raiders minus two, and then a real outlier, Steelers minus 10 
I'm with you. I played the Raiders in a teaser. I took them up from two and a half to eight and a half. And I think this is similar uh, what we were talking about last week with the Steelers visiting Carolina and Carolina was the favorite. And we talked about this earlier in the mm-hmm. program, a role that they are unfamiliar with. Well, the Steelers are very unfamiliar with being a favorite as well. Uh, the Steelers have been favored four times all season. They're two and two straight up and against the spread in those games. Hosting the Jets in week four as three-point favorites was the largest number of points they have laid this season. They lost that game outright 24-20. to 20. Uh, So a little bit shorter here is just a two-point favorite. Uh, I think it'll be a pretty tight game. Uh, I'm with you. I tease the Raiders up. Yeah, tight game. Uh, and, a, again, a weather situation, too. So we saw Cleveland earlier today uh, in that stadium right next to the water, and you see the the, the frost effect, if you will. Right. You got these type of temperatures, uh, and this stadium is, is next to the water, too. So uh, you're dealing with that that piercing temperature situation and the wind like we call it the hawk out there but uh who can block it out and who can execute uh certainly i mean i think the steelers and you see guys they don't wear sleeves and they're trying to uh make sure that mentally they're not even thinking about the weather basically Mm -hmm. block it out yeah i'm getting exposed to okay now now i can deal with it for 60 minutes uh, on the game clock so uh you know the steelers defensively they do pose some problems but but I, i i do believe uh, that the Raiders do have enough answers and enough uh, adjustments uh, out there to to get the job done in terms of a teaser standpoint. You know, it's interesting. We had an, an indoor team go to Carolina today mm-hmm. and lose. We had an indoor team in Houston go to Nashville and win. And then we also had a dome team in the New Orleans Saints go to Cleveland and win. We have an indoor Raiders team going to Pittsburgh. We'll see what they can do. We'll talk some contests next. Four people in Circus Survivor very interested in this Steeler game coming up. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. 
Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.